0: Welcome to the Orient Outlook Podcast, sponsored by Carol angley Flores, with myself, Steve Nusbaum. As always, I'm joined by my good friend, myself, Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the one and only, the daddy-o,
1: a very hoarse, so please bear with us. It's Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hi, everyone, <clears throat> and welcome back. This is episode number 310. Apologies for the voice we did not want to record tonight, because there's so much that's been going on. So, without further ado, we've got two games to go through this week. Um, a week's worth of news So let's just crack on I think.
0: We will absolutely crack on You might get sick of hearing The voice of Nussbaum this evening But I think that's the way This is going to have to go So we, the podcast is sponsored By Carol Langley Florist who are an established business Based in Chinkford And they specialise in bespoke flowers sourced from the finest growers in the world They can do anything for you From tailored weddings To event packages And I'm sure they delivered A whole load of Valentine's flowers To your lovely self so they offer 15% off to all O's fans and staff, which could give you a huge saving on any of your costs. So to get in touch with John and their team, you can give them a call on 0208-529-4130. And you can find the team on social media on Twitter at Carol Langley E4. You can find John at Essexbiz. John, it was great to see you yesterday uh, for the first time this season, no doubt. Yeah. They are on Instagram at Carol Langley Florist, And you can find them at Facebook at Carol Langley. Florists. So
1: Supporters Club update for you. We are off to Grimsby Town next Saturday, the 25th of February. There's a three o'clock kickoff. Coaches are going to be leaving the Supporters Club at eight o'clock. Adult fare for that is £42. Concessions are 39 and children 15 or under are just £21. And Remember, those prices do not include your match day ticket to book on for that trip. You now need to call the travel line, which is 07 539 579.
0: Nicely done. One piece just of about AOB for you this week. It was announced <coughs> that there will be a benefit match for ex O'Loney James Walker. This takes place on Sunday, the 28th of May, as the Southend Legends team will take on a Fark Knights team at Bowers and Pitsey FC. The game kicks off at 3 pm. So this is for James The 35-year-old striker suffered a cardiac arrest back in February 2019. He now lives in a care home in Southend. And the local football club, for whom he appeared for in 54 games, are organising a benefit match to raise funds for him. Being organised by Southend United's ex-Players Association as well, which is part of the Southend United Shrimpers Trust. We hope as many people can get to that game to raise as much money for James as possible. So sad. So sad. Such a young man. and I remember him.
1: I remember him he was very exciting to watch I remember the Millwall game as well which those of you around that sort of 2008-9 time that was a scary moment getting home but he came on and he was tremendous really exciting player as well so let's move on then to the week that was happy Monday the 13th of February it was a quiet day thank God for <laughs> <laughs> nothing to report
0: yeah to who A Tuesday then. Fourteenth of February. We want to say Happy Valentine's Day to everyone, and also it was Je 3 Day that was moved from December. They moved it to February this year. So we hope the Je 3 Foundation had a great day. And obviously, we'll talk about Charlie a bit later on with yesterday's match. So the main event, as you all know, on Tuesday was Rochdale at home. The team was announced at six forty-five with Vigouring goal at the back. James Beckles turns and Sweeney in midfield. Clay. El and Salia with Archibald, Setou, and Dryden making up the 11. On the bench, we had Byrne, Ogie, Thompson, Leiden, Moncur, Kelman, and Young Soji. So that meant one change as Rolf Sartoriou came in in place of George Moncur, who dropped to the bench. So, Bearder Legendre, your views on that one? Yeah,
1: strong lineup as you'll ever really see, to be honest. I'm a fan of Roel as I think I've said on this podcast a few times um, he puts in a good performance I hope he puts in a good performance and, and gets rewarded with a goal he's certainly a hard worker no Prattley though uh, in this one obviously we know why later on um, and is Monco being managed to avoid injury
0: yeah so obviously we take all those points as soon as we get yeah, the team around the time. so yeah. that's a reaction so for me like it I always think this season we miss Moncur and he doesn't play, especially when teams lower end of the table. We're just going kind to of come and sit back and defend against you sometimes. No, practically on the bench. I also noted that, and obviously Richie explains that in his post match. That will go through. Not many uh, views okay. about the team came into us. But we'll mention one from Paul Redrum, who said not sure about this lineup. I know it's only the one change, but I would have definitely had Moncur playing because his link-up play with Sadlier has looked really good. Yeah. Well, he's not that sort of player. More of an impact
1: player. Good point there. From yeah, Pom. really good point. So before kick off, there was a minute silence for Orient legend Peter Allen, as the match kicked off on a chippy Valentine's evening. In the second minute, Tom James tested O'Donnell with a shot from distance, which he did well to push wide. Easy save. Nice strike though from Tom, but one
0: yeah. for the cameras out Yeah, for O'Donnell. Yeah. Three minutes later, then, Jaden Sweeney tried his luck. But O'Donnell comfortably caught his shot that followed some good possession football. Fair yeah. to say we made a good start with it's two shots
1: on target in the first five minutes. Yeah. Uh, we on were going it. for him. Yeah. And, and it makes a change to be saying that because typically we've started games slowly and taken a while to get going. Uh, 13 minutes on the clock now. Superb cross from the lively Theo Archibald found Kieran Sadlier. His header clipped the wrong side of the post, unfortunately. That
0: cross was an absolute beauty Peach. from Theo. Kieran <laughs> still looking for his first goal. For the O's. But in the 18th minute, we took the lead. Deserved lead. As some direct play. We defended well. Played our way out of troubles. Tom James launched the ball upfield to Amandreinen. He laid it off to Theo Archibald. Deep in our half. And Theo's long ball up the pitch. Found the one of Roussotori. Who held off his marker as he ran into the box. And his low hard shot. Went for the legs of O'Donnell. In the Rochdale goal. From a tight angle. To make it 1-0 to the
1: Orient. Superb play. Total football that. Defend, defend your box. Clear it out. Don't just launch it out, but play yourself out of trouble. And that ball forwards was just unbelievably perfect. Arguably, the defender should have done so much better, so much better. But they're not bottom for without good reason. So yeah, you can just imagine that the the guy's obviously not got good confidence, at the, a lot of confidence at the moment. Ruel would always back himself. He scored an outstanding goal against someone from a really tight angle that he had no right to score in the south. Against in the south, side. I can't remember who it for. I think it's the, for. It's Fryscreen Green or Bradford, maybe. But it, it's just literally, he backs himself every time. He's held the defender off well. He was patient, got the shot off. Fantastic.
0: Yeah, and that was coming. Good to see Royal on the score sheet. Great assist there from Mr. Archibald. So we kept watched out in their own half. And in the 21st minute, some good keep ball. Eventually saw Craig Clay burst through. He crossed it into the box. But that one came to nothing. He's been doing well,
1: Craig Clay, recently, Amazingly he? well. He's done really well. He's been patient. Arguably, there's been lesser players if you like lesser experience people that need match time ahead of him in the pecking order but he's bided his time he's worked hard in training and, and now he's really putting in some good shifts yesterday included as well yeah many million percent um, got tweets on Craig coming up yeah 25 minutes now of this Rochdale game on the clock Rochdale counter through Adoy and the ball eventually came to Henderson who had time and space in our box and from a good position Thankfully, his tame shot was comfortably collected by Vigor. Yeah, he had
0: acres of space there. Lucky he was a bit of a P-roller <coughs> into the hands of Viggs. Yeah. 29 minutes in, Theo Archibald fouled <coughs> about 10 yards into the Rochester half, and the free kick saw a long ball into the box, flicked on by Omar Beckles across the area, and the ball eventually came to the on-waiting ear, Drazil Mazzoni, as he waited for the ball to come down, and he made no mistake with a superb strike on the half volley to put the O's 2-0 up what a yeah, lovely goal
1: what a superb goal great technique again how he's just allowed the ball to come down yeah. he could, you eat all day long see those rose edded. all day long into the stands over the bar wide shank it whatever you want to call it yeah. this one he's just waited and he was patient his technique was superb absolutely fantastic not sure how he's at, at, in that position in the box by himself but that's, again, why Rochdale are bottom and we're not. Amazing strike. Things yeah. that you love to see. It. And at that point, it looked like we were absolutely going to run
0: away. A bit. And in yeah. and a half-hour mark, Aaron Drianon was played in. But his shot from a wide angle went across the face of goal.
1: Yeah, it looked more like a pass than a shot to me. Um, like he was waiting for someone to, to be there. But it probably was a shot. You can just tell it's a... It's a it's, the slight smell of desperation about yeah, him. Yeah, he just needs a goal to He's don't desperate he? to score, and uh, who can blame him?
0: Yeah, just needs a goal to go in uh, anyhow. Anyhow, off, anywhere. His shin, off
1: his bum cheek, however it goes in, he just needs to go in for him.
0: Absolutely. Aaron yeah, Dryden looked lively again as he had another shot at goal, but O'Donnell was equal to it. That was in the 34th minute. And a minute later, Jaden Sweeney, who looked good in the first half, drove forward, beat his defender, but his shot was deflected over for a corner. Which came to nothing. Mm,
1: 37 minutes now. Elmiz picked up the ball and with urges to shoot from the crowd and no pressure from the Rochdale defence, he took aim from a full 30 yards out. And with a deflection, his effort hit the crossbar/slash post area. With O'Donnell very comfortably beaten, that's unfortunate. It's not took on him. He's got a
0: good shot on it. <coughs> Obviously, the deflection takes it completely away from the keeper, but we've seen yeah. those going before. But Elmizun, he was loving life in this he was on one. He He's was on a, a
1: one-man it. mission, really, there.
0: Yeah, he certainly was. Two minutes of time were added on and apart from a Theo Archibald cross field ball from our right-hand side in search of Kevin Sadlia, there were no further talking points as the referee brought the half to a close with the O seemingly cruising at
1: 2-0. Yeah, possession stats in this half are 75% to <laughs> Orient. Amazing. 15 shots at goal, 5 on target. Uh, total football based on that. Totally. Absolutely. Absolutely. Attendance but, in,
0: a bit of a red herring here, this attendance. Yeah. <laughs> Six thousand five hundred and forty <clears throat> announced a hundred and sixty one away. It's since come to light that nineteen hundred ticket holders didn't turn up. Didn't turn up. So that really takes you to four Eight and a half. Didn't turn up.
1: That's staggering. How are nearly two thousand people not coming? Season ticket holders. On Valentine's Day.
0: Well, you gotta think if you do the logics about where who we sit with. Most of the people we, we go with weren't there. I won't name names on the podcast. Um, <laughs> Don't help people. But literally, it was me, uh, James Dayton behind me was there. <laughs> Chris, yeah. And that was it. Literally it. Really? Yeah. So, yeah, lots of people not there. A cheeky attendance number. I was quite surprised. I must admit, I thought it would be much busier. I know it was Valentine's Day, but it's you half got half-time. kids for a quid, which normally does really well. I didn't see many groups of kids there. You know, teenagers <laughs> can still... Fall in love and take their their significant other out, but yeah, it was it was much quieter <laughs> um, than what than what um, I thought it would be. But it was good to, it was good to be there. Um, but it was very spacious after <laughs> Wimbledon, ten days before, where there wasn't a spare seat in the house. And Crawley yesterday, which was really busy. Tuesday night feels like a weird one. A weird one, yeah. but obviously reasons for that one. in. so the second half kicked off with no changes at half-time for the Os. We picked up where we left off. As three minutes <clears> into the half, a long throwing into the watchtower area. From Tom James. Tom James's long throw-ins have become a bit of a thing recently. I don't remember him ever having this weapon. Yeah, artillery so much, but he's really put that to use in the last couple of games. Long throwing Taylor in the Rochdale defence didn't know what he was doing. Sliced his clearance, beat the keeper, but hit the crossbar. Went out for a corner. And from the corner, a nice corner move went to Tom James, who was just outside the
1: penalty box, and he fired a fierce effort at goal, which O'Donnell palmed away. Yeah, unfortunate not to score that one. It was a good set-piece routine. 53 minutes on the clock, then were rewarded a free kick that was launched into our box. The ball eventually came to Malarkey, what a great name, and his <laughs> shot was decent. But Vigru ended up making a very comfortable save. Very
0: comfortable. But two minutes later, Rochdale pulled one back off. They defended well, played their way up the pitch. Henderson held the ball up in the corner, found the oncoming Danny Lloyd, who ran into the O's box, got off his man, I think it was Idris, and fired past Lloyds Vigroo from a tight angle to make it 2-1 and give the visitors a
1: glimmer of hope. Yeah, we were called ball-watching there from what I saw. Nobody even came to... Came close to being with Lloyd as he walked into our box. He had all the time in the world to get his shot off. I think it's poor that we didn't track the runner there. Well, he he runs switched
0: it, off. Runs off Idris. Beckles kind of doesn't go to him. Doesn't, doesn't you know whether you to You can go argue or... Beckles should, But fair play to Danny Lloyd. That was a good finish. Yeah. Top bins as well past the keeper. Yeah. And it's probably worth From mentioning. The that's the first goal at home we've conceded. Nine games. You know. Bloody. I don't know the stat by a minute. How many minutes it was in the end. But uh, awfully... Long time, yeah. so you know that made made a bit of a game of it, and what was very comfortable turned suddenly into no. not so comfortable. <laughs> yeah. it,
1: it, it's probably the most uncomfortable two one win we've ever had this season. More or one of the most yeah. uncomfortable. We should have been out. We should have been four or five out of sight in the first half. Once they scored, I'm wondering if we can hang on to a two 0 lead.
0: Once they scored, the mood in the ground changed Sh- significantly, yeah. and they smelled blood <clears throat> and went for it. So let's go to the 60 second minute in first changes for us as Jordan Liden came on, as so did Charlie
1: Kelman to replace Craig Clay and Theo Archibald. Yeah, 66 minutes. Charlie Kelman fired over with his back to goal after the O's recycle, a long throw from Tom James. Yeah, Tom James has always weaponised that.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't um, recall it being such a, a big weapon or used so frequently. <coughs> and again, Charlie Kelman, like Jynan, just needs it to go in, whether it's off his foot, his bum, his arm, his right, head, it's one of those his shoulder.
1: That, when Richie first joined us, he addressed that he doesn't like a long throw. Do you remember? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: Using the best weapons he's got yeah, available, absolutely. so you would, 67th minute and third sub for the as Jaden Sweeney came off and was replaced by Adam Thompson. So that move saw Tom James go to left back and Thompson slot in at right back.
1: 73 minutes now and Omar Beckles was fouled just outside our box and a free kick was awarded. It was quickly taken but our players didn't seem to be aware that it was and Rochdale were alert to it and a cross was overhit and went out for a throw and unfortunately we just switched off again. You know, since, since they've scored that goal, we've our definite confidence has dropped or energies have definitely dropped and we don't look as mentally sharp I mean we just switched off there the ball's been put down so yeah. it's, it's it's stopped we've taken it the person that was being passed I can't remember who it was Thompson Thompson doesn't react just stood there but Lloyd did or whoever it was yeah. and it's like well I can kick that I can go after yeah. that legitimately so he did Very Thank odd. God we weren't punished otherwise yeah. From Being very comfortable in the first half, we could have been sat there looking at 2 2. Very Sunday
0: league, they're lucky to get away with that one. 77 minutes in the fourth and the final sub for the O's as Tom James made way and Shad Ogi came on. 82nd minute. Kieran Sadlier went very close to adding a third after Raw found Charlie Kelman who got the ball to Sadlier on the left of the Rochdale box and he tried his luck, but his shot. Just over the bar.
1: Yeah. A minute later, we were awarded a free kick about twenty yards outside the Rochdale penalty area, and Kieran Sadlier took it, got over the ball, got the ball over the wall. But it was a comfortable catch for O'Donnell. Yeah,
0: certainly was. <laughs> Four minutes of time added on, and Charlie <coughs> Cameron was booked in the fifth added minute for trying to have time waste following a free kick awarded to Rochdale, which ended up in Vigouroux's arms, and then the referee brought the game to a close shortly after as the O secured all three points with
1: a 2-1 win as rocking all over the world blared out across Brisbane Road. Yeah, it certainly did. Richie Wellens' interview has been well watched and listened to by now, but one point that we noted was that he thought we were outstanding at times. He goes to mention the fact that game of two halves, there were illness running through the squad, Pratt did not trained. he was at home, Monker was on the bench, but he couldn't play, Sweeney and Viggs were at 50%, and Craig Clay was also effective, hence why the energy levels dropped in the second half. He also mentioned that Jamie McCart has a tear in his calf again, but he shouldn't be out for long and Paul Smith's back in training. Yeah,
0: it's a good interview there. And like Paul said, that's been up on YouTube and the club's website for the last couple of days. So we aren't going to play that one. So that means the O's still top of the league at this point. Played 32, 120, drawn seven, lost five. Of A goal difference of 23 and 67 points. And also worth pointing out on Tuesday night, Stevenage, Drew with Newport, meaning that at this point they were 10 points yeah. behind us with their three games left in hand. Third place, Carlisle, got absolutely battered at battered, home to Mansfield, yeah. while fourth place, Northampton, still on their wobble, could only draw Neil at home to AFC Wimbledon as the gap to fourth, the all-important gap to fourth as it stands, increased to 15 points. After
1: the Rochdale game, it should be noted, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What a game of two halves in the truest sense of the collection. <laughs> really is, isn't it? We've gone from total domination to... What felt like clinging on, um, we seemed to lose confidence after they scored. And no, look, de- delighted for Ruel that he scored. I said pre-game about him yeah. being rewarded for his efforts. El take a bow, ran the midfield, um, very sharp, very keen to get forwards. Uh, after his after he's broken up an attack, um, I thought this might be the game after our first half showing where we go and tonk someone. You know, our possession, our dominance in games has warranted a 4-5-0 thrashing of someone. Yeah. And I thought after that, that would have been Rochdale. But kudos and credit to Rochdale. Give them the credit that they came out and fought. Yeah. And whatever Jim Bentley's done there, he's he's got a good squad of players there. It's just not going for them. Uh, And they're switching off at vital times. But look, it's a win for us, which is the most important thing here. Can't feel sorry for other people because they don't feel sorry for us. And we move on to Saturday. Cool, okay, my views, yeah, first half was good, I've got
0: to say, as what I've seen us play. Yeah. We were far, far too strong and you can argue it was only Rochdale and they're bottom of the league but you can only play What's the 11 men was in front of you. We were outstanding <clears throat> in that first half. Got to say, Jaden Sweeney had some lovely touches in that first half. Very good play. Some amazing yeah, touches from our Brazilian uh, left wing back <laughs> there. Elmis completely driving the team forward. I think his um, instructions have changed over the last month or so because he used to sit back and let practically do some of that work since Prattley's been out in particular, Elmis is driving the ball forward yeah, all with the better for it. Good spot. He's obviously got a massive talent for it. It was a great Craig Clay, the forgotten man, like you mentioned. You know, I think if this bug doesn't um come along, I think Craig Clay probably isn't even getting in the squad. Yeah. Where well, you've got Prattley, you head him, Monco had him, Leiden, who came in ahead of him. Obviously, all those players affected. So Craig Clay gets the chance and is taken both hands. He was outstanding on Tuesday night. Second half wasn't great. But it was comfortable yeah. though. Although, watched I came back into it. Vigu hasn't made any outstanding saves since the goal. They haven't like really tested him, so right. it was very basic. Uh, I gotta say, Ruel and Drynan as well. To be fair to him, both done well. Chased everything down. That's why Richie loves Drynan, right? He might not score, but he will literally work his took us off for it's like ninety yeah, minutes yeah. for you and give you everything that you need. So, you know, for me, in the end, a bit scrappy, but got three points, and that's what you have to do sometimes. Not every game is going to be a complete performance, Uh, and that's what you do to get promoted or to even go up as champions. So those were our views. We had a lot of views on a busy Valentine's Night Hour in Outlook podcast towers, and as we always say, just because we read them... Doesn't mean we agree with them. So record blue app got it all started. Three more points towards promotion. Thought we were poor when Rochdale scored, but we should have been outside in the first half. Another good day with Carlisle, Salford, Northampton, and the Stevenage results. Bring on
1: Crawley on Saturday. BGJ Bourne said good, uh, great result, absolutely dominated them first half, but second half Rochdale were allowed to get back in the game. Ruel was superb.
0: Obviously a lot of these tweets come in before <coughs> anyone's heard um, Richie's post-match, so yeah. not having the knowledge about why the team was a bit winded in the second half. Charles Techno. techno So let's hope that the players learn a lesson from this half performance, which was as poor as we have been this season, gifted a goal to Dale, and it needed to hang on against the bottom of the table team It's simply not good enough. Should
1: do better. Maybe a little harsh there. A lot of reaction to that. A little bit harsh, I think, that one. But again, he's written that, or she's written that. He, I think, has written that before Richie said what's gone on. Daniel underscore D forty four. So we made hard work at that, but three points was so vital. Results went our way and we're fifteen points clear of fourth. Elmes was outstanding. Five or six wins should do it. Yeah,
0: Molly Foley, twenty nineteen said <coughs> game of two halves. Credit to Rochdale outplayed us in the second half, but the only constant is drowning. What has he got other than a bit of pace? Totally ineffective. Can anyone seriously see him scoring? He couldn't hit a bar door from five yards out. Anyway, three points closer. I think you know we've already kind of touched upon why Wellings loves Dryman
1: yeah, doesn't so create. much and the same with Kelman he loved, he, you know, it, it's all about the press from, from the from attack the and, yeah. you know. it, it doesn't create 20 goal a season strikers but we are a high scoring team and we are a, a tight defensive team we're a tight defensive team because the front work their socks off to make sure the back don't have to do too much yeah. basically if you understand that premise, then the whole of the rest of our game plan makes sense. El Coado said, "In true Orient fashion, we lose our home clean sheet <laughs> to a bottom of the side, uh, to a side bottom of the table. But who cares? Because we won, grabbed another massive three points, and from the looks of it, it's the turn of the rest of the top four to have a wobble now yeah. on to Saturday." Great point.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Let them wobble away. Leighton Orient. I still can't believe this guy's got the Leighton Orient. <laughs> at Obviously, the club one is Leighton Orient FC, so it's bonkers. Couldn't believe how poor they were in the first half, so no surprise they improved. Again, the goal back was short to give them impetus, but a good result when other teams were faltering and another step towards League 1
1: yeah Kate H. Conn said first half brilliant second half felt like really hard work and was frustrating to watch it shouldn't have been should have been like that especially with Rochdale being bottom of the league glad we won but it should easily have been easier 4-0 yeah
0: expectations galore yeah. at the moment
1: Apostolos Andre 9
0: said so from the first half domination to almost giving them a draw too many substitutions that benefited Rochdale rather than us. And again, I think Richie explained them quite well uh, when he was given his post-match. Les LK52 said, never mind how close it was, a potential banana skin, and we came through it. Superb first half. Should have put the game out of sight. But teams bottom of the table are never going to roll over. So well done, Rochdale. But we were the deserved winners.
1: Yeah, postman Pat 1965 said, it was a dominant first half and a poor second. But I can't for the life of me see what Drinan adds to the team. Give the young kid that Borough or West Brom um, wanted uh, give him a chance having the Krumah so well, Dan, Dan well go he's injured
0: and uh, according to Richie I think he said in his pre-match uh, from yesterday or yes. his post-match after about two or three weeks but good point There, uh, I still can't <clears> see <seeing throat> Krumah getting into the bench or the Not squad maybe. when he's got and Soutiriu and Kelman ahead of him but obviously we come on to Dryan yesterday about his injury so we see what happens with that one M8's Xall said great first half performance and held out for the win in the end credit where credit's due watched out kept plugging away and made it hard for us I hope they stay up turns Sweeney Sadlier, Elmiz and Omar top class other teams around us going through their blips could be safe and dry soon followed up by Ben Whitlock 13 he said now that second half is what you call <laughs> right Ben Whitlock 13 brings it back we thought we moved away from it but we no. haven't now that second half is what you call a quote-unquote mini-crisis. Where's he got that from? Came through it, and for the second round of games in a row, the other results went our way back to our destiny being in our own hands. Pressures on the chasing pack. <laughs> Great tweet. Great tweet. Well done, Ben. Tricky O
1: said, Aaron Drynan, ball smashed into him, 12. Ball retention rate, 100%. Times he held the ball, turned and spread the ball out wide perfectly, 6 Shots for none on target. He does everything from the team except score. I'd like to see him running behind more, but overall, I like him. Some
0: great stats there. Thank you, Tricky <coughs> O's. Linda Broga, it's an excellent result, and it's now back in our hands. Strong finish to the season, still required, but confident we have the mentality and the will within the team. Just need the fans to hold their nerves. Yeah. So, I love this. We had the Panamics witness one came from a Rochdale fan. Uh handle is A L A I don't know what the hell that stands for Something who, football, who isn't it? tweeted us I imagine Alan so yeah. yeah said Rochdale fan here I thought you were excellent in the first half complete domination and the best half of football I've seen from an opposition team second half we showed a bit more fight but I never felt like we were going to get that equaliser Best of luck to the Orient. What a nice tweet great there story. and lots of tweets and engagement from Orient fans back to that Twitter user, which is great to see. I think we all like to say
1: Rochdale, stay, stay up, up, proper club. Yeah, proper club. Safe hand, 0-0 zero zero gets the final word on this and said, wins are all that matter. Second, third and fourth, all failed to win and it shows you how important these three points were. Thought that we were exceptional in the first hour. Should have been out of sight and can't wait for Saturday. Yeah,
0: so thanks to everyone who tweeted us on a busy Valentine's day evening. Uh, We hope you had a lovely Valentine's Day. So moving on into the Town and Country Harlow Prediction League. So uh, we we are loving the fact we are sponsored on the Prediction League by Town and Country Harlow who cover London, Essex and Hertfordshire run by Orient season ticket holders and fans and have already helped Lots of you move home with the podcast, which is unbelievable, really. Yeah. And the best bit is, they offer all those fans and staff a discount from their already competitive fee. So if you need any help selling a property or curious to a property's value, you can save yourself quite a bit of moolah and keep it on your own family. You can give them a call. There's two numbers here. First up, oh one two seven nine double eight three triple four or 07528-471-497. Or you can find the team on TNC Harlow. Or you can give Charlie underscore Paul a tweet and he'll be more than happy to help. Only a few winners on this one. So well done to Andy Groves now, LFC Teresa, Jeff Cole 18, Strop underscore O and Dave M1812 who all got three points. But a very well done to Orient Boy who predicted 2-1 and got one scorer. So he got four points and a top of the Prediction League table update will follow
1: at the end of this episode. Yeah, well done there. Amazing Orient boy. Got the score and a scorer. Impressive. So let's move on then to Wednesday the 15th of February. The club announced that the home game with Swindon Town on Saturday the 4th of March has been made all tickets. It's
0: going to be a busy one, that one. I think most of these games Mm -hmm. are going to get made all tickets down the line. Yeah, Idris Mazzuni was named in the League 2 team of midweek, following his outstanding performance and the goal against Rochdale. So well done to Idris. Also on Wednesday at the back end of the day, Nigel Travis took to social media to put a message out through the club to make many points. And uh, there was one quote that caught my eye that I thought was really good. It said, "'We have been on an incredible journey since I had the honour of becoming chairman of Leighton Orient. I'm immensely proud of what we have achieved together. The work of every person involved in the club in the past five years has led to this moment.' from players and coaches past and present, amazing staff who have helped to turn the club around, and most importantly, our loyal fans who have been with us every step of the way. I would like to thank everyone for their efforts in getting us here, but the job is not done yet. Very yeah, good very stuff nice. there from the IG. He's been a bit um, not as uh, visible, I would say, the last couple of months. Like, he's kind of taken a step back. Obviously, Kent was at the game on Tuesday. He was at the game yesterday. Um, but I think last year you saw speak out a bit more. They've just kind of sat back a bit. I think yeah, I the team's think doing so well, you we don't need to. It doesn't need yeah. to.
1: Last year it was about galvanising everyone because things went belly up so, so long, so quickly. Yeah, absolutely. And and kind of sometimes less is more. Um, but no, it's always good to hear from Nigel and the board as well. So, Thursday, the 16th of February, very, very happy special birthday to Orient Legend. Actually, I don't know how special it's always a special day for <laughs> Peter Kitchens, a happy birthday to you, Kitch.
0: Yeah, Friday, 17th of February, a quiet day, but we'll say mm. well done to Theo Archibald, who was announced as the winner of the League Two Goal of the Month for January for his incredible strike at home to Doncaster. So moving on in well done, yeah. to Saturday, the 18th of February. No under 18s game, so just the main event, which was Crawley town at home, and as always, before the game, we ran a Twitter poll to find out how you thought the O's would get on in this one. We had three hundred and thirty-five votes. That's quite a bit, actually. That's not yeah. bad at all. Only seven percent of you thought the O's would lose this one. Eleven percent. <laughs> only eleven percent of you thought the O's would draw. And a whopping 82% of you thought the O's would get the win. So, as always, thanks to everyone
1: who voted in our Twitter poll. Yeah, the team was announced at two o'clock, as always. We have Lawrence Vigarou in goal, James, Beckles, Turns, and Sweeney. We are back for Clay, El Miz, Sadlier, and Archibald, followed up by Satiru and Drinnen up top. Burn, Ogi. Thompson, Prattley, Moncur, Smith, and Kelman made up the subs bench. They
0: certainly did. So that starting 11 unchanged from Tuesday night's win over Watch <laughs> The only change on the bench saw the return of Paul Smith and Darren Prattley, who came in. As Jordan and had missed out through injury that Richie uh, spoke about in his pre-match. Yeah. So obviously we wish Jordan better. Yeah. Hope the injury
1: isn't too bad. Mister Levy, your views on the team? Yeah, well you know you know me. I love an unnamed starting eleven. I think it provides the strength and depth of what we need to do on the squad on the pitch. Everyone knows what everyone's doing. Strong enough to do the business, get a win. Good solid bench as well. Good to see Smith and Prattley back in that as well. I know Prattley's been ill and Smith's obviously been injured for what seems like an eternity, um, but sadly has filled that void quite nicely he I think, has. so we've not missed him as much as what we would have done, so it's a good bit of recruitment business there, to to back up as backup to, to Paul Smith, so yeah, good to see him back.
0: Yeah, absolutely, no surprises from me there, yeah, nice to see Smith back in the squad, lots of attacking threat there on the bench, go what, Kelman, Smythe, Moncur, beautiful, that's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a league one bench <coughs> if I've ever seen one for... Yeah. For it, A few tweets came in when the team was announced. Clark,
1: IXC. So it would have been nice to see Monker or Prattley in there. But not too bad overall. Yeah, Phil VC one said as strong as it can be. And looking for Idris and Clay to continue uh, from good matches on Tuesday. Great to see Smith and Prattley on a very very strong bench. Yeah,
0: Leon Chinchin Chin one to the stronger side than expected, considering sickness and injuries. Tough ass today. Quality team link up and in behind defenders with pace <coughs> and clinical play will get us over the line. Need a strong defence. No slip ups, and goals will be needed and should give us the winning points there. So, a nice round up there from Len Chin Chin 1. Pre match, Moody was back at Brisbane Road. I walked in, so I took my youngest, right? I walked in at 245, he'd just been brought out. So, I walked in, and all I could hear is, There's only one instant smile on my face yeah. just started smiling instantly he got presented to the crowd that's a great idea the club should definitely do more of that how great would it be to see Lisby, yeah. Cuthbert like, all those like 13, 14 legends come back who we've all got club, affinity yeah. to so get them back in the building uh, and on the balcony it'd be great to see them um, also um, I guess it's kickoff time I've yeah. completely lost my train of thought Kickoff you, time Just just pretty much yeah we started the much brighter sides good start again I've got to say like we mentioned it on Tuesday night again the same happened we get the ball down and we're going for teams earlier on it's a bit of a change from what we've seen so really good Theo Archibald in the 5th minute tried to loop a shot into the far corner from about 20 yards out went over the bar but decent start and again can't argue
1: with it yeah we were knocking on the door and 2 minutes later we broke away Jaden Sweeney played in Aaron Drynan, who drove into the box but his squared pass Theo Archibald was cut out by the covering defender and the danger was eventually cleared. Yeah,
0: so with Manning and Crawley, we had a rare venture forward already, worked their way into our box. Gordon put a square pass in the box, but went across the face
1: of Vigruz's goal and came to nothing. That was very close to being 0-1. 1-0 one. One down uh, on that one. That's on the highlights. We went up the other end, though. Won our first corner of the game, from which Omar Beckles went close to scoring. As Crawley's keeper Schofield made a great save, although the flag had gone up on the far side.
0: Yeah, okay. Let's go to the twenty-fourth minute. In Crawley, try playing out from the back, cleared the ball only as fast. Tom James, whose powerful header down the line found the archboard, and with the outside of his left boot, he sent the ball across the face of goal. And the inside,ing Aaron Dryden just couldn't make the connection. That is a hell of a pass from. Archibald. He's done it a few it's of them. The doing first it time. Today. Unlucky there. And again, with Drinan's score, if Dryden's on a scoring run, he meets the ball and he scores yeah. back of there. But the way it's going, just a fraction of a second too late, the chance is gone. A bit like Gaza against Germany in ninety six where he's just sliding in just slightly missing it. But no, frustrating.
1: A minute later though, it's the same type of opportunity, but this time it was for Ruel Saturio after Aaron Drinnen's cross from the outside of his boot went across the face a goal. He was inches away from opening the scoring.
0: Exactly the same. In the build-up to that, Sweeney plays a delightful ball into and with the outside of his boot. looks like they've all been training how to play the outside of the boot. Yeah. A few of them have done like, obscene passes uh, that way. Another chance shortly after, 27th minute, as another driving run from Theo, Arch- Theo Archibald was just driving their left-back crazy. He just kept running at him. He played a pass into towards Suya Sue had time and space in the box. We were all getting up to celebrate him scoring. He scuffed it amazingly he scuffed and no one anticipated rolled into the path of Aaron Dryden completely just unmarked <laughs> and unsigned. and then he scuffed it as well and I was just watching it just saw like, this ball like little P-roll just past <laughs> the far post and the chance was gone it was like almost like comedic football do yeah. you know what I mean and just was not oh. expecting it was he? and again if Aaron Dryden is on form he just literally traps the ball looks yeah. up and goes right Bush 1-0 see you later job done but the way it's going for him
1: <laughs> S- S- sods Lauren. yeah of course it really <laughs> is it's shocking it's shocking you don't like to see that but it is the fourth tier of English football so absolutely it does happen so yeah. fast forward now
0: 37th but. minute breaking plays Aaron Dryden went down in the end he had to be substituted for Charlie Kermin <laughs> so obviously we hope Aaron's injury isn't too bad three minutes of time added on and the only piece of action to note in the final minutes Tom James had an effort which went wider a far post as the half time whistle went with the match goalless so yeah it's announced 7,943 that's what it felt around about that although there's probably a few off the top there 432 away fans in the building so first off please
1: yeah decent we made a few chances uh, we need to make them count but it's one of those where I was sitting there at half time thinking it's one of those where we've created we've not scored them and Crawley you get one chance score it and then sit back and defend 11 behind the ball for the, for however long's left that's what I thought I hope I hadn't put a bomb on huh. it um, but it's, it's you've seen it happen before I've seen it happen yep. before seen it happen a lot at Brisbane Road with
0: away teams at half time Charlie Edinburgh said a few words on the pitch as this was the club's J.E. 3 foundation fixture great to hear Charlie talk about all the work they continue to do so Charlie hope it's amazing. you're well and some great work there by you and the J.E. 3 foundation so the second half got underway no further changes for the O's three minutes into the half we took the lead as Idris finished a simply wonderful move that saw us counter attack with Kieran Sadlier finding Elmiz he made no mistake getting in, expertly beating his defender of quick feet and then placing the ball past Schofield in the Crawley goal in front of the adoring South Stand Faithful to make it 1-0 to your end. Great goal, all from a Crawley free kick as well, which we yeah. got out and counter-attacked them on. And what a finish from Idris Amazuni. Took
1: it like a proper number nine. Beautiful, lovely stuff. Not bad for a defensive midfielder, is it? Brilliant. Really. I mean, he's got great feet, great composure, the way he dances around that man. In the box, he leaves him, just leaves him for dead, really. Great goal, great break, great. <coughs> everything about that just screams brilliant yeah, to me. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Capped off a f- quite fantastic week there for Idris yeah, el two in two games. Absolutely. Yeah. 54th play. minute, sniffing blood. Walser 2 went closest. he flashed a shot just wide of the far post from a tight angle, to be fair after he was played in by Theo Archibald.
1: Yeah, Tom James was booked in the 55th minute. He made a recovery challenge and the resulting free kick was crossed into the box that he ended up heading behind for a corner that ended up coming to nothing. Didn't look like a booking to me. I thought he'd he'd won the ball there, but the referee Couldn't couldn't have got over quick enough to get the card out of his pocket to give Tom James a yellow... I didn't, I didn't think it was a yellow.
0: A bit harsh, but to be fair, I think the fact we haven't talked about the ref at all means he's had a pretty good game before he ran it Last quite well. Of games we haven't really. Yeah, absolutely. End. 61st minute. Charlie Kelman went close with a shot from just outside the box after Theo Archibald shot deflected out to him, but his shot went just wide of the post. Again, great ball from sadly out in the build-up with the outside of his foot again. So, seeing some really nice, inventive play. <sighs> I think Kelman should probably be hitting the target from there, I've got to be honest. You No-one know, no yeah. hasn't got a defender on rushing to him. He's just outside the box. But again, probably feeling the pressure of not scoring um, yeah, recently. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Also, just to come back on your point about the referee, the only time we really criticise the referees is when you get like the Wimbledon games and those those type of games where they don't come to play football. They come to do everything else but play football. Football seems to be secondary. Yeah. When you've got teams like Rochdale, and you've got teams like Crawley that come to play football, there isn't really that much to manage from a referee's point of view other than the mm-hmm. odds offside or or foul mistime yeah. challenge something like that so I think that probably helps as well second sub for the O's now as Kieran sadly and made way for Paul Smith who got a very warm welcome from the Orient fans in the 63rd
0: minute yeah as expected 69th minute Charlie Kelman found some time and space to get shot away after a pass from Ralph Soturi but the ball hit the outside of the post from about 20 yards that was also that was always
1: going to the wrong side of the post so yeah again, great effort A couple of inches the other way and he's Confidence boost would do in the world of good. Floodgates probably open up after that.
0: Absolutely, again, it's been really harsh. Doesn't hit the target. He doesn't it. Yeah, but hopefully sooner rather than later that goal is coming. Seventy first minute, following a corner, ball was cleared as far as Jamie Sweeney in the centre circle. His pass somehow found a way through to Charlie Kelman
1: but he was off side. Uh, 81 minutes on the clock then triple sub for the O's as Royal Soturi made way for George Moncur Darren Prattley came on for Idris El and Tom Jones made way for Adam Thompson yeah big triple substitution
0: there 86 minutes Omar oh, Beckles was booked I must confess I was talking to my mm. daughter I completely missed it didn't know what the hell was going on but it seemed to take ages for the game to actually resume after that had happened so that
1: followed Theo Archibald being assaulted by the Crawley number 6 Joel <laughs> Lynch so not exactly sure why Omar was booked. Um, He may have spoken out of turn to the referee, but there was nothing particularly. He wasn't involved in anything, so it just seems a bit of a bizarre one. But how the, how Joel Lynch hasn't been um booked in that, I don't know. He literally wrestled Theo to the ground in a headlock.
0: Yeah, I mean, Theo looked battered at the end of the game. He's got a big cut on his head. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, but... Again, not Vir in the league too. two. So if you're sneaky, you could probably get away with it. So five minutes of additional time were added on, played out. No major talking points as the mighty On Express powered through to earn another three points and leave the crowd rocking all over the world. So after the game, Richie Wellens caught up uh, with Dave Victor. We're going to play the first 90 seconds of this interview Ish. to get Richie's yeah. thoughts on the game. So here's what Richie Wellens had to say to Dave Victor.
2: Which again, congratulations, and the victory possibly more comfortable than the scoreline would suggest. Yeah, I think probably in terms of one 0 wins, you ain't going to see a more dominant, comfortable one 0 win. Um, we was probably five or six occasions, you know, balls flashing across the across the box, six-yard box, when when we've got through, and we're sliding people across, and our movement was really good. And the kind of patterns of played it. I want to I want to get more into the team. Um, a really good p- performance by everyone. Craig Clay was an, an idiot. In a, Considered them 2 was ill and was a doubt for the game, especially Iddy. Um, I thought their performance was, was exceptional. Ruel was exceptional. Uh, Theo was back to his best. I think at times, especially in the first half, we run all over them. They're still trying to they're still trying to play out and we just our press was really good. And then when they tried to press us, we played either through it or over it pretty easily. So um, you know, really proud of the players. Really good day for us. I thought the atmosphere in the first half and always electric. But it helps when you, you know, like I say, the majority of the game is, is being played in their final third. I made eight clear-cut chances in the first half and denied by the woodwork in the second. Yeah, well, I just looked at the stats and amazingly, the only one shot on target today. So, so we've. I think they're a good team. I think they've got really, they've got really, really good players. Um, so to limit them to, to not one shot on target is a real, real positive. Um, and then we've only got one shot on target, but I mean we hit the have Scuffed the couple wide. You know, we should be. I don't think anybody could have any complaints if we scored four or five today.
0: So that was part of Richie Welling's interview with Dave Victor. Mm. The entire interview is up on the club's website if you want to go and find that one. And thank you to Dave as always for sending over that interview. So that win means the O's still top of League Two now, played 33, 121, drawn seven, lost five, goal difference of plus twenty-four. We've reached that 70 points mark, a beautiful mark to be on in mid-February. Second place, Stevenage lost, they lost 2-0 at Stockport. I think Stockport might come in here for third at some point. They are now in the playoffs and they've got a lot of momentum. Surging. Where We've yeah. opened up a 13-point gap on Stevenage. Although don't forget, they've got three games in hand. We've opened up an 18-point gap on fourth place, Northampton following their home defeat to Grimsby. So, loving life and loving those points differences. So, I love,
1: I love the fact that they're having their wobble now. I and mean, when we had our wobble, they couldn't capitalise on it. And we seem to be capitalising on their wobble now. Now that gap is getting bigger and bigger. They've still got to win all them three games.
0: Oh, absolutely. And even if they do, it's still four points behind us. So, they've yeah. still got a lot of work yeah. to
1: do. So, loving that. Your views on yesterday then, Biddle Ajande? Yeah, look, a good, solid win without it being spectacular. Um, I thought Crawley were good at times. <clears throat> Excuse me. And if Crawley's, um, if Gordon's crossing the first few minutes is met by a Crawley player, could be it could have been a very very different game. Um, great that Idris has got two goals in two games, yep. two goals in a week. Good for him. Good to see Paul Smith back as well. The momentum's with back with us after our mini crisis, our blip, our momentum <laughs> back. Um, while all the others around us are dropping points, I can't believe we've got so many points by this point in February. So It's absolutely incredible. Uh, astonishing. Yeah, um, and that yeah. Currently, we're tracking at about two point one two points per game, which, which is absolutely amazing.
0: Is that it? it? Yeah. All yeah, oh, right. Okay. My views in. Uh, yeah, professional performance. Yeah. Essentially, do the basics right. Just keep your heads. Don't get frustrated or carried away. Get the job done. I think again, it goes to show you the strength of the squad. There's a few players in there like Sweeney, Easy Clay's, Kilman's, I guess for example, who wouldn't be your first choice in there, but when they've come in, have done exceptionally well, which is great to see. Idris. So intelligent, like I was saying earlier. He sees the passes much earlier than anyone else on the pitch. So just not the opposition, but a few times earlier. And other Orient players, is been an uh, an integral cog in this vital part of the Orient Express. And hopefully we can go and get him uh, in the summer from Ipswich Town because there's one hell of a player in there. I've got to say also, Craig Clay, It was exceptional yesterday. Didn't lose many battles and didn't give the ball away. <coughs> much at all done really well in the middle of the park and Dranen and Kelman just need to get them a goal however it goes in like we've said they just need a goal they both looked especially Drynan, a bit, bit low on self confidence there but look we never looked like conceding in that game they didn't have a shot on target we defended well uh, and that's 20 clean sheets for the season it was interesting to, I watched Vigoroos interview um, post-match and the way he talks about the whole team defending as a whole about the clean sheets is as much as his clean sheets as what it is Aaron Dryland's clean sheets you can tell it was a really like strong unit there that are together and he went on and I think I mentioned this last week or two weeks ago he went to go and praise Beckles and says Beckles is the key in the defence because he's the one who's organising everyone together. So I think we said it like technically he's not a Dan Happy and he's not as good as Dan Happy from a technical aspect. But in terms of organising your defence and defensively what's ahead of you, seeing what's happening, you can see the effect he's had on returns. turns. He's been absolutely oh, so um true. you know, since he's returned, I think it's no coincidence that when he was out of the team we had difficulty and I think we lost a few a few of the games where he was missing from his suspension in and yeah. since he's come back into the team We've started keeping those clean sheets again. So praise Omar Beckles. Great week for the O's really, in honesty. Like, couldn't have gone any better really. Two wins, six points. Other teams around us have dropped uh, points from them, And a great position to be in. And it's always lovely to be joined by my little O. She's now three for three in her Orient career, which has spanned over the last two years. It doesn't uh-huh. go often. And then my big one's also three for three. Uh-huh. She hasn't been in ages. So got to get my children along more often. But great position to now be in. And really, that we're the, the, the only ones game who can game mess game. this up, really. Yeah, it's Which, in our hands. Yeah, it is in our hands. So again, lots of views came into us or in Outlook Podcast hours after the full-time whistle win. And also Twitter went down. So we hope no one felt grieved that they couldn't get any views over to us if you couldn't. Twitter is now back up and running despite Elon Musk's best attempts to bring down the podcast. So Casey Adams, LOFC, said, El Mazzouni's goal, that's the difference between League One and League 2, that was class. Yeah, so drew, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Matty, LOFC Evans said, 13 point gap to Stevenage is pleasing. Grinding out a 1-0 win is pleasing. And 13 games to go, being home to the trophy, bring, bring home the trophy boys, it's ours to lose. It feels like theory. it is
0: ours to lose now. I think, you know, I think <clears heart throat> said, oh, we just want to go up. I think now if we didn't win the league with 13 games left, I think we'd be disappointed. Yeah. ACW, 2525, kept it real, kept it oriented. Said with that win, we are mathematically safe from relegation. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Dan Alton, 2590, oh, said another win ticked off. Need to be more clinical. Can't be taking games like that to the last minute after that much domination. Same could be said for Rochdale game as well. <coughs> Tougher test to come, but we're almost
1: there. Just need to keep our heads on, and we're there. Yeah. We're... Pain- Painting Orient said we, we probably deserved as many goals as the phenomenal Theo Archibald. Got cuts and bruises. Feels today like a particularly momentous point in the season with Jaden Sweeney and Ruel fast becoming nailed-on starters. To be fair,
0: I should have mentioned Theo. Um, <coughs> when I was talking about the play, Theo was outstanding yesterday as well. Literally didn't get their right, left back a minutes like rest, yeah. running him all the way down. It took a few like say cuts and bruises for the team there. Derby five oh seven. said played very well in the first twenty minutes, but lost that tempo. Second half controlled the game. Ed turns is a different gravy. Crawley. Are awful. Sunshine LFC also got in contact with us. Overall, a very good performance, and it should have been much more than the one we scored. Elmis had another storm out of a game, and we can all head home as happy campers. George Sessions sent us a pick with his podcast mug. Love it, Gorgeous George. George. Another great day for Leighton Orient. 13 points clear of Stevenage in second, 18 ahead of fourth place, and another bumper crowd. Richie Wellens has guided the O's through their tricky January. Masterfully. That's how you do a tweet, George. You don't mention the mini crisis. You just keep it respectful
1: while mention That it. is why he does what job he does. Simon underscore J underscore Mills. said thoroughly professional display. Elmiz, Theo, Ruel, Clay, and Turns were all standouts. Next. Yeah,
0: Billy Cowell, GB, said another three points to end a great <coughs> week. Should have been three or four, nil. Still don't know how dry it is, missed that open goal, but four more wins should be enough to get the job done. Hopefully, we keep this one going and get the promotion these players deserve. John W, 999, we're just on a different level in the quality of our play, barring being absolutely clinical <laughs> in or finishing. defensively. we were outstanding. Crawley created nothing and the game management in injury time was next level. Dax Duda so the Fort Sweeney looked excellent again and Kelman looked lively when he came on. Ed is getting better and better by game and our bench is starting to look really dangerous. Four more wins I reckon and we'll be back to where we finally belong. Dave Brew 4797691 I said another three points. Crawley were terrible. <clears throat> should have scored more but with our defence it's like one goal is enough. Theo was my man in a match on the ground and personally thought Craig Clay was immense and I thought I'd say that. The fact yeah. is we... ...are going up. What we do this one? Yeah. He yeah, said, it? can we start to believe the O's are going up? Brilliant result. Should have scored more, but I'll take win any day of the week. Big gap now to the second, and an even bigger gap to four. Four more wins should do it. Seems to be a general consensus that four more wins out of 13 games remaining will be enough. I mean, first, that takes to eighty-two, 2 which probably Isn't will right. be enough, but four wins out of 13 games...
1: Four wins is what.
0: Just before imagine being March. On, imagine being offered that at the start of the season, thirteen games left. You the four to go up? Yes, please, sir. Yeah, yeah you're getting your it.
1: arm off it. Yeah, Jay Harrison WLR said, "We are sailing towards League One, and who knows how far we can go under Richie? Let's all enjoy the running."
0: Absolutely, that's Joe. That's a great point because there's still fans who are very nervous about everything, and still a bit apprehensive, and there's still a few negative tweets we get. <laughs> and I'll say if, if you're negative now or worried now or moaning now then it, you're never going to it's happy. never getting better for you as an Orient fan <laughs> at this moment of time yeah when we're, we're in the EFL right we're going to we've got good owners we're struggling we're str- comfortable we're going up right so we'll, even if we we can, it sounds ridiculous we can lose like, the next three or four that or I want us to and we would still convincingly go up anyone who's sitting there moaning so if you're still moaning about Ross Embleton or you're still moaning about Oh, they should have invested heavier in January. Like, like I I don't know what like it's never getting better as an Orient fan. If when we go up next season, League One's gonna be so difficult, so tough, there's so many big teams. I think if anyone isn't enjoying League Two now and the way and what we're doing, where we're going in that don't really think football's for you. I think you need to go and watch cricket or rugby or volleyball or badminton or tennis. I don't know where where your
1: future it's lies a good point for you. Because when you look at the championship and who may potentially drop out the championship, you're looking at Huddersfield, Blackpool, and Wigan all right, they're not the most massive of teams, but it could potentially be very difficult in League One next season when you've got the likes. League One is
0: an absolutely ridiculous... I mean, when we were in League One, <clears throat> to go back to 13 and 14, Brentford. There, there was a few big teams in there. Brentford weren't like the, the beast they'd become. They were sort from of Parks to a fairly little team. They were on they're that all, journey, though, weren't they? They were Wolves, yeah. I mean, other than that, I don't remember there being... You know, nowadays, you look at that League this season, Bolton are back with a vengeance. Sheffield Wednesday, massive, probably going up. Plymouth probably go up. That leaves Ipswich, Derby, Barnsley, Wickham, Peterborough, Portsmouth, Charlton. Uh, some pretty big names. Oxford in a very big team. Some pretty big names to do but some really exciting away trips hopefully next season if we go up. But to go back to the original point, if you aren't enjoying this now and are still getting frustrated with your the team, then you're probably... Never ever going to be happy you. unless you're watching Orient in the Champions League, which I don't think unfortunately is going to happen, <coughs> but never say never. So, to go well off topic there, let's get back on it. Doyle <coughs> underscore Hooper said another professional performance. Elmis is so composed on the ball and took his goal brilliantly for Archibald and Satur, You both had really good games, but a word for Craig Clay, he was everywhere. Yeah. Great to see so many of the squad playing a big part this season. What I'll say about Craig Clay, right? The guy who sits behind us, I won't mention his name, that isn't a fan of Craig Clay, fair to say, yeah, 100%. Even yesterday. Guy behind us, didn't have a bad word to say, Craig Clay. Yeah. That's how good Craig Clay was yesterday, right? Because the guy behind us does not like him at all. But no one could fault him yesterday, he was outstanding. You could name
1: like, <laughs> all those players in that squad as, as standout Sweeney, Archer, like it, just uh, everybody, it, it, this is obviously endless, but you could wax lyrical about all of them because yeah, everyone yeah. did well. The only one you'd say didn't need to do anything, Lawrence Vigarou, he didn't really need to do anything. So, but But... I don't want to make that sound like a negative but it's just every, everyone's done brilliantly they have
0: they really have Essex Biz so lovely to see you in the ground yesterday <clears> John Sterling so get to talk to you more than what I did so great to be back at last <coughs> lovely to see everyone a really good performance the golfing class was for all to see we didn't have to get out of second gear and it's probably one of the easiest games I've seen the O's are now 1, 60, one to 66 odds on that sounds so wrong to say that 1 to 66 yeah. on for auto promotion yeah. so to get a grand oh, back on. you'd have to lay yeah, sixty six grand down yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I hope everyone will enjoy the rest of the season because what's happening at our club is very special. Soak it up. Yeah, yeah again, you've on. got to
1: enjoy the ride. Well the occasional one said it's now all about working out when we'll be promoted. Please don't let it be Sutton away. There's limited tickets for the big day and an awful grand. Oh,
0: we're gonna have the whole big ticket fiasco. <coughs> oh proper fan. Proper fan at Sutton United. No, no day trippers. <laughs> That's gonna be a nightmare because you'll get people <coughs> who get tickets for certain away. Yeah. Who who didn't go to Hartlepool away and people would type "Why well, don't get tickets. That is gonna watch that Mark watch Devlin. You need to you need to make sure you've got a ticketing system fit for purpose, mate. Because you are nightmare. gonna have a nightmare if that happens. The- up. <laughs> Strongo forty three came up with a great stat. It said Happy and Clay set to become the first ever O'S players to win championships with us on the two occasions. Wow. History makers. Someone came back and said, You're forgetting Sam Sargent and you're forgetting Ogie. And Martin went, no, 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 no. They, they won't qualify. I don't play enough games to get medals as it stands. So Sergeant wouldn't get a medal because he's not done. He's not even been in the squad now, I think
1: last four games
0: or something to get it? a medal according to Martin anyway he might be wrong I don't think he is because he's I always right on his plans like 10 or 11 and I don't think Ogie as it stands would, would get one yeah. uh, and Matt Howard obviously won one as a player ma- and would win one as a as staff a member but not yeah. as a player so great stat there Happy and Clay get set to go in history books if it happens amazing. lovely stat no, Martin. Martin and final word mm. goes to MS Orient who I saw leaving the game earlier, Mark. No excuses for that. Shame. He said, To do this without a prolific striker, it's something else. Reaching 70 points at this stage is some outstanding achievement. Just shows you how well Sir Richie Wellens has done to get this spot on. And can we now talk about promotion? Yes, we can. Up the O. Uh, so I let us feel know. Comfortable,
1: and I'm the most pessimistic person <laughs> in
0: the world. <laughs> let us know if you agree or disagree with any of the tweets that have been read out, or any of our opinions, even so. So let us know what you think. You can give us a tweet <laughs> at Orient Outlook. You can email us orientoutlook at outlook at outlook.com. You can send us a message on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast, or do the same on Insta at Orient underscore Outlook underscore Podcast. Worth well, mentioning for any first time listeners that those were all tweets that came into us at Orient Outlook very proud of the engagement this podcast continues to get
1: yeah absolutely so Town and Country Harlow Prediction League update now so well done to Steve White LOFC yeah
0: and to Coral 1972 <coughs> and to <coughs> what Carl 3 one who predicted 1-0 so got 3 points no one got the maximum 4 points because no one had Elmers to score so top of the Prediction League is 34 points that's all O's fans 26 points O's van Basing 25 points Steve Chapman 4 and 23 points LOFC underscore Dan and LOFC Teresa and thanks to everyone for your predictions
1: yeah so today is Sunday the 19th of February now as that wraps up Saturday the ladies were due to be in friendly action against West Ham's under-18s, but that game was postponed with a new date to be announced.
0: Yeah, so let's wrap this up at 56 minutes, 38 seconds. Fantasy football update. James <coughs> Demmon is top of the Orient Outlook podcast Fantasy Football League. He's got 1,536 points. His ahead of Patrick Sims. In second place on 1,522 points. I'm currently messing around in 196 place out of 355 players. Do you know what? This week, oh, let me do positives and you do negatives. So you only need to get one. So we do. won't have you uh, speak any more on what you need to. So positives for the week. Two wins in two games. We all have taken that. Six points from six. Return of Paul Smith to the squad. Uh, massive in terms of what that brings to the scene, Top of the league. By 13 points, which is always going to be our main positive, and also Idris on two goals in a week just the one negative this week. Jordan Lydon's injury. Yeah, we're obviously wishing Jordan all the (coughs) best. So, before we finish this one, we've got the town of country (coughs) Hero, hero of the week. We took this one to Twitter yesterday, nominated the following players for their performances this week. So Theo Archibald, who had an outstanding game yesterday. Craig Clay, two outstanding games this week. Idris El-Mazzouni, two goals, two great performances. And Jaden Sweeney, who's really made himself a front-runner for that left-back position. 100%. Brilliant since he's been back. We had 293 votes in 24 hours. And second place, taking 32% of the vote, was Craig Clay. So we're lucky, Craig, not to win this week. But 51% of the votes this week's winner is... Well done to Idris El Mizuni. So, superb stuff, mate. Loving your work. Next week's fixtures, just the one fixture. We go up the road to Grimsby Town on Saturday, 25th February. That's a very long road. We are going up there in 16th place in League Two and after a last minute goal, they got a 2-1 win away at Northampton Town. What a great result for them yesterday. So, Otis Khan. Was Otis Khan? No, but he Oh, he plays, yeah. JMD is gone, he doesn't (laughs) play for them anymore, but Otis Khan does. So, Watch out for OCS. Their last six, won three, lost three. So they either Dangerous. win or they lose in their last six games. Sponsorship reminder, don't forget to get in touch with John and his fantastic team at Carol Angley Florest. Give them a call on 08 529 4130. Get in contact with them on social media if you can. Carol Angley for uh, six Biz on Twitter, Instagram at Carol Angley Florist and on Facebook at Carol Angley Forest. So that is it. Thank you for joining us for episode 311. It's been a fantastic week for the O's. In all honesty, as the Orange Express rolled on at Brisbane Road as we beat Rochdale 2-1 on Tuesday night and then Crawley 1-0 on Saturday, picking up two wins, a vital six points, where most of our rivals now are dropping points, which puts us in a really strong position at this stage of the season, leading the rest of the chasing pack by 13 points with an unbelievable 70 points. With only one game this week, Richie can get his team focused, ready for their difficult trip up to Grimsby. and hopefully this time next week we'll be talking about a positive performance there We'll be raving about another win for the O's and hopefully Paul's voice will be much cleaner so. and yeah, hold so out. Everyone, mate. mate, you've been a trooper this <clears throat> evening. Well yeah. done to you. So if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe, give our podcast a five star rating. I think iTunes is 103, Spotify, I think 71 now. Listeners on Spotify, keep on increasing. So if you're listening on Spotify, do not forget to rate the show. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, Spotify, tune in on Stitcher, add us to your favourites. And that way, you'll get all the podcasts automatically as soon as they are uploaded. we also on all smart speakers, on Alexa's Echoes. We're also on Fan Hub. So you can pretty much listen to the podcast wherever you like. And if you have an older relative, a loved one, an Orient chum, or even a glory hunter who's going to try and come to Orient for the last couple of games of the season, don't forget to download the podcast for them and pass the pod. So we're back next week, episode 312, with all the information and views that you could ever need. We we'll look forward to it from you, and as always, keep calm, stay safe, have a great week, and listen to the Orient Outlook Podcast. Have the O's.